This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. in the toy section than the kid who hangs the figures from the pegs. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, I think it's going to get so much less weak. We're going to we're gonna start off with a pre-recorded, planned-out call from our dude. Well, he's not my dude. Maybe he's your dude. The uh, Hollywood heartthrob, Johnny Five. Then we're going to talk all about the latest Star Wars movie. It's a movie called Solo. Then we're going to finish up with some toy talk and some stuff about whatever's. I don't know, man. It's going to be good. You will have a good time. It's going to be... It's gonna be a hoot and a half for everyone involved. Um, let me find this. Let me find this new bit we got. This one. This one actually came from Iceberg. He got back on the. He got back on the ones and twos. Let me see. All right, here we go. Hit it. As a result of over 800 years of experimentation, I am now close to unlocking the secret of immortality. Immortality. The secret of immortality. Immortality. The Secret of Immortality. With this ship and the Secret of Immortality, we shall leap from planet to planet, from solar system to solar system, from galaxy to galaxy. We shall be gods in the universe. All that is needed now is that you join me in one final experiment. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. We were born to be who we are. The bright light from a distant star. That's right, that much is true. We are the bright light off of the distance shining down on you. Shining down with our love, our loving good thoughts. We we were lucky enough this week to get the chance to talk to to talk to Hollywood Hall of Famer, the greatest robot actor alive in his own words, the man the man known as Johnny Five. I tried to get him live on the show. I wanted to wanted to get him on here, put the heat on him. But he insisted on doing doing like a recorded thing earlier in the week. He said that he said that he was busy. I had to had to take what I could get. Let me let me find that, and we will we'll get started. Hold here, here it is. Johnny Five, or if I will, if I will, J Five. Of course, we are old friends by this point. Ha ha ha. Thanks. Uh, if I will, J Five, you've asked to come into the show. You had you had something you wanted to speak about, so I've given you. I've given you this opportunity to be here with us. You've given us the opportunity. I think is maybe, maybe more apropos. I appreciate having you on, Johnny Five. What brings you here today to uh, Icy Robots Radio? Thank you for having me. As you know by now from having read it on any number of popular Hollywood blogs, due to an unexpected accident, we have halted production of the AB Silver Story. I, I actually heard that when AB was on the was on the show last week. It is, you know, it's 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 really really bad news. I was I was looking forward to seeing the film. It is quite a shame, but we may get back to it later. That's good. Maybe maybe you could salvage some of the some of the film that you've uh, that you've already shot. That's that's good news. We actually have an offer on the rights to the story from Cinema Popular of Hong Kong. Robot movies do very well in the Chinese market. Yeah, that's what I heard. I think that they essentially make those Transformers flicks for the for the big Chinese loot. Um, do you do you think that you might sell? We are considering it. Anyway, this accident has left us with a very fortunate windfall. A windfall that could have been yours if you had only bought in. I I guess that's what um that's what AB was he was saying too. So, we have this windfall and are here on the show today to talk about our latest venture. Are you familiar with cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency, like like bitcoins and stuff. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I 
I think I feel like most people in that I don't, like, completely understand, but yes, I am at least, at least a little bit familiar with, with cryptocurrency. That is great. I was almost certain that you would never have even heard of it. It is very hip and I know how you don't like cool things. Hey dude, I like cool things. I'm sure that you think what you like is cool, but that is open to debate. Come on dude, there's no debate what I- uh... Listen, we are going to be launching a cryptocurrency of our own. Oh yeah, all those, all those uh, new, new cryptocurrencies have like really cool names. What, what are you going to call yours? We are going to call it Johnny Coins. Johnny Coins, huh? That, that has a pretty good, pretty good ring to it. Johnny Coins. I, I gotta admit, I, I actually, I like that. I think that, that's, uh, that's clever, J5. Nice of you to say, my man. So, do you think you might be interested in purchasing some Johnny Coins, bro? Ham. <laughs> J5, you know, honestly, probably not, but just, just out of curiosity, how much are they? The initial offering is going to be $9 a coin. $9 each? I, I mean, I don't know enough to know if that's a good, good price or not. It seems like... A bit high to me, but I, you know, I, I, I don't really, I don't really know. Is I, don't, I, I don't know. Yes, but we expect it to reach one thousand dollars a coin by the end of the first day. You think it's gonna reach a thousand dollars by the end of the first day? What, 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 what do you base that on? What, what makes you think that? I think that because the demand is sure to be high for a coin based on Johnny Five from Short Circuit One and Short Circuit Two. Is that how it works? Like, people put out coins with celebrities on them and, and people buy them? I I didn't know that that was, uh, that was like a, a thing yet. Is Hmm, so you think the people are going to really be into a into a coin based on, on Johnny Five? Of course they will sport. I don't know if you know this, but I am a big wheel in Hollywood and in Hollywood circles. Crypto is the thing. Just last week, film legend. Reb Brown. Reb Brown, the dude who played Captain America in the old Captain America movie before, uh, before Chris Evans, that guy? Yes, the very same. Reb dropped a coin and it went to $500 overnight and I am twice the star that Reb Brown is. I don't know if you're twice the star that, that Reb is. No, I am over twice if you want to look at the numbers. Short Circuit 1 and 2 sold very well on Laserdisc and VHS. No, I, I, don't, I don't doubt that they sold very well. I see him at the, at the flea market just about every time that I'm over over there. No one even cares about his Captain America movie. I don't know if no one cares. Look, Sport, I have to go and call my movie peeps in China. I'll catch up with you on the flip. Okay, uh, Allah, Allah. Hit my music, my dog. Time out. Okay, so, so we are back, and before we get into, before we get into the solo review, we have, we have received the, the tragic news this, this past week, that Isaac Larian, the Bratz billionaire, has, he's cut off negotiations with the, with the creditors that own Toys R Us, so there will be, there will be no saving our beloved Toys R Us, and this is, this is an incredibly sad day. I, I like to stay optimistic about things, and I had been I had been holding out hope that maybe there was some chance that Toys R Us would get saved in some way. I guess in some ways it is saved. There's gonna be Toys R Us overseas. There's gonna be Toys R Us in Canada, so it could be possible to see one see one again one day. But as for the US my beloved U.S., there are there are no happy endings for Toys R Us, and I feel that I feel like a lot of this is due to corporate greed. That's not something we talk a lot about anti-corporation stuff, but I think there I think there was a lot of bad management and corporate greed involved, and that makes me that makes me really sad. This isn't a good thing for the toy business. I I was our Toys R Us is still open. It's going to be open for a few more weeks, maybe a month. They they said that when we were over there, and I've been I've been trying to like poke around the corners of the store that I don't poke around in all that much, and 
The variety of toys at Toys R Us is, it's just vast. They dedicate space to toys that I am not sure they have any other outlet at all. And I think that for some companies, this could be, this could be a catastrophic loss. One day, let's say, you're only available online and at Toys R Us. The next day, you're only available online. And that's, that's a hard way to drive a toy business, you know, getting eyeballs and getting people to get their hands on the toys in a in a physical sense gives a lot of folks an idea of whether they want to play around with it or not or not, rather. So this is this is bad news, man. I was over there the other day, like I said, and my wife, the good old wife, is really good at um making making lemonade out of out of lemons, and she said, Well, why don't we go over? Since they are having the big clearance sales, why don't we go over and pick up some toys that we can use for Toys for Tots this year at Christmas time at a reduced price so we'll be able to get more, more fun stuff. And I said, you know, I appreciate that. That is, that's a good way to look at it. So we did, we did go down and we bought a lot of stuff. We got over, over like $200 worth of stuff, which is really like probably 270 275 in in actual value maybe more I don't know I'm not a mathematician by by any stretch I'm not even I'm not even like a uh, arithmetic attition or anything <laughs> by any stretch most everything in the store was was 40% off the the area with the nerf guns and the legos and a lot of the video games were they were already gone and this is this is sad. It's just sad for me to see my my beloved store in this state. It's emptying out, and I realize a lot of you guys have already lost your stores, and I I definitely feel for you, but it's um it's really hard for me to go through this. I I have so many fond memories of the of the TRU. I've been going there for I've been going there for so long. It's one of the places, one of the few places that's out in public that I can go that immediately I just, I chill out. I just relax. I just have a nice time. I've been going there for so long that it, it just fills me with comfort and it, it hurts me. It hurts my soul to think that that area of comfort is going to, it's going to soon be gone. Um, I realize nothing lasts forever and the longer you live, the more you see things that you love die. But um, I was not ready to let go of the of the TRU, I have it, like, so ingrained in my brain that I'll just, I'll be sitting around doing whatever, and I'll go, hey, let's go to the, uh, Toys R Us in my head. It just, it's in there, and I think it, I think it all the time, and it's gonna be hard to get that, get that learned behavior out. Um, it's, a it's a sad day. This is a sad day for all of us. Um, I don't, I don't know what what to think, I don't know what to feel, I, I have that feeling like, and I don't know if you ever get this, where if you, if you fully opened yourself up, you would probably, probably cry, maybe cry like a, a manly tear down the corner of my eye, but if you, if you let your feelings overwhelm you, you might, you might crack, I, I, I feel like on the, I feel on the verge of that, not all the way there, I, I don't want to allow myself to, um, like, I don't want to cry over a, uh, over a store, but, um, it, it definitely fills me with it fills me with great great sorrow, and I'm I'm pushing that I'm pushing that sorrow down. I'm making my my heart harder. My heart, my heart is turning into a diamond over this. Um, this might, this might be the end of me. I seriously have been holding out optimism and hope. I I just felt like maybe, maybe that it would work out for the best. Even though I think maybe in in the back of my heart I knew that my diamond heart I knew that I knew that it wouldn't so. We will, we'll visit Toys R Us a few more times. This is definitely not the, the last you're going to hear of the, um, the TRU here on the show. We're going to come back for a, a final send-off when they, when they close the doors. Because who knows, man, my, my sorrow might be even deeper. It might be that, might be that you're going to hear, hear your boy crack. I don't know. We'll, we'll come back to this. Um, I'll talk about what we got at the at the shopping spree toward the end of the show in the final segment. We got some fun stuff. I tried to get like evergreen toys for the Toys for Tots and that is that is going to be a thing this year. The the IC Robots Radio Junk Box Christmas Toy Drive where 
where in which last year I gathered up a giant box, well, a large priority box, USPS priority flat rate box, full of, full of stuff that I found at the flea market, found at the dig, things from the bottom of my dig bag, that was, that was the theme, these weird small things always end up at the bottom of my dig bag, and I, I got a bunch of them together, filled up a box, and I have, I have almost filled up the box right now, I'm gonna end up having to fill another, taking the two, combining all the good stuff, and making one super supreme box, so maybe think about going down, going down to your TRU if it's still there, and you could get some cool stuff that you could donate to kids around Christmas time, rather, but, um, try to stick with the evergreen stuff, I stayed away from things from current movies and stuff, I got, like, Playmobiles, we'll talk about all this later, I don't want to blow it, but, um, let's, uh, let's get into that Han Solo review, let's, Let's find out what we thought about Solo, a Star Wars story. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together a crew. Who are these guys? On Solo. Lando Carazzi. Whoa, is that a Wookiee? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You in? That's yes. Solo, a Star Wars story. All right, we are back for... We're back for what is... This is going to be like the main crux of the show. I'm going to talk about um, going to talk about the latest Star Wars release, a movie that uh, movie that goes by the name of Solo, a Star Wars story. It is it is the origin story. It is the early days. It is a lot of the things you wanted to know about about that cosmic scallywag, a dude that goes by the name of Han Han Solo. Now, now of course, our boy Harrison Ford was not back. Was not back for the movie. I mean, I guess you've any, got mail. I guess anything is anything is possible nowadays with the uh, digital editing and all that kind of stuff. The the de aging techniques, but no, sadly, our boy was not back. He was replaced by uh, by a youngster, youngster in the game, Alden Alden Ehrenreich, who you might know from the from the Coen Brother movie, uh, Hail Caesar. He he was really good in that. I I looked forward to look forward to seeing some cool things out of him, and it's nice to see nice to see a young up and comer get a shot. So I wasn't I wasn't too worried about about replacing Solo. It's it's a role a role can be played by many different people in in many different ways, and in in this the the lead is not. He's not doing an imitation of Han Solo. He's doing what I would call a interpretation of Han Solo, but it's it's a a truthful interpretation of what the character has represented in the past. I I'm trying to think of how to how to describe it. I guess what he was doing was he was being Han Solo, but he also instead of having like a Harrison Ford-ishness to him, he had he had kind of a, a Jack um a Jack Nicholas. Nicholson. <laughs> he had a Jack Nicholas thing. He he was very much like the Hall of Fame golfer Jack Nicholas in this movie. I mean to say he was very much like the Hall of Fame actor Jack Nicholson. And in the way he played it, it was almost as if like you can imagine like Jack got the uh, got the role of solo back in the day. But it's not a bad thing. It was it was perfectly perfectly acceptable. You'll you'll get used to him being solo after a bit. I think that I think he signed up for two additional movies, so you're gonna get used to you're gonna get used to Mr. Ehrenreich in the uh, in the role of Solo. the The movie didn't have as big an opening as was expected. We'll we'll get some of this stuff out of the way before we before we dip into dip into plot details. Don't worry, I'm gonna go as spoiler free as I possibly can while while still uh, while still doing a competent competent review. The movie didn't have as big an opening as as some people had anticipated, as some people had expected, some folks are blaming this on the what some people thought was disappointing The Last Jedi. I, I myself like The Last Jedi, but a lot of a lot of people did not, and they think that this may have this may have had something to do with the with the low opening of of Solo. Now, 
When I say low, I mean low for a Star Wars movie. It it won the weekend by a lot. It just it just didn't threaten to break the all-time box office record, which which it seemed like every Star Wars release has had the chance to do, but we are starting to see some some diminishing returns, I guess. It it could be that there was there was some blowback from having somebody who's not Harrison Ford be solo. I know that I know that, that was that was definitely a thing. It could be that The Last Jedi The Last Jedi only came out like six months ago. It may be that that's too soon to come back. It may be that the combination of some people's distaste with The Last Jedi and then the distaste at the replacement of a good old Harrison Ford may have may have led to a lot of your Star Wars traditionalists sitting out. I I myself consider myself a Star Wars traditionalist to a degree, but I am always happy to get some new some new quality Star Wars and I'm I'm always going to go I'm going to go check it out. I figure I figure even like a bad mediocre Star Wars, which this was not. Don't take this at all to say that I'm saying this was this was a bad movie. It was not, but even a bad mediocre Star Wars movie is still still a Star Wars movie. I I don't so much go for the prequels, but we will say everything of the of a certain era, a certain two eras, the the original era and the new era. I'm going to check I'm going to check all all these out. All right. Let's let's move forward. The movie is it's the story of the life of a young Han Solo. You learn you learn how he started off. You learn how he how he moved up in the crime world. You see how he started off in the crime world. You see how he started off in life. Then you see how he starts off in the crime world. And you see him trying to trying to move up, move up the ladder. There is there is love. There is lost love. There is you see all kinds of cool origin details. You see how you see how he and Chewie first met. I love Chewbacca, if you've been if you've been listening for any any length of time, you know that I am a I'm a Chewbacca dude. I I find that as I'm getting older, I enjoy Chewbacca all the more. One thing that he has that is different from the other characters in the Star Wars saga is that he is a fully grown married family man, just like your boy. So when he's out there fighting the good fight, when he's out there relating to a Han Solo or a, a bachelor like Luke Skywalker or a princess like Princess Leia, he's on a completely different level of the understanding of life just because he's already moved past where they are and he's moved into a a whole other tip. You know how it is if you're if you're like me and you're a married guy and you look back and you see you see some of your friends who are single or some of your friends who stayed single and it isn't like like you look down on him, but you kind of you look and you go, "Whew, that was a hard lifestyle." I'm I'm glad to be settled down. I bet that's I bet that's what Chewie Chewie thinks when he when he's riding with riding with Han Solo. Of course, there is also a giant age gap at the at the beginning of this movie. You find out that he's 190 years old, so he um he is on he's on a different tip than all these guys. But Chewie Chewie's my guy, and you get a lot of Chewie in this movie, which is something that I. I definitely enjoyed. I also the new Chewbacca outfit is so so much better than the old Chewbacca outfit. They they've kept the you know the chewy design the same, but the the hair now it looks it looks so luxurious. There are scenes where he's he's on the beach and the the wind is blowing through his hair and it just looks so luxurious when when we got home from from the theater, I I had taped the Empire Strikes Back off of TNT, and I and I popped that on. I thought that it might be a might be a nice follow up for for two to first see these characters and then see how it all started. But at any at any rate, I saw Chewbacca in Empire, and he looks dope. Chewie always looks dope, but his hair it has much more of a shorter synthetic look. In this movie. It's free flowing. The wind hits it, and it's just—it's beautiful the way that that it moves. I always love some Chewbacca. You get to see—you get to see where he comes from. You—you you see some other Wookies. You see three, four, five, six other Wookies in this movie, and it is fantastic. One of one of the really neat things that's in this is you get to see a young 
Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian is a character that is near and dear to everybody who's ever watched Star Wars. You you see some of him. You always wanted to see more. You wanted to know where he came from. And in this, in this, you learn all that. Let's. Uh, I got a uh, short little bit here from the from the studios. They sent me on. They sent it to me on audio cassette. Let me let me play this for you, and you will see the first meeting. You will hear. You will hear the first meeting between Lando and Han Solo. How'd you guys let me beat you on that? There's no liars in this game. Just players. The seat taken. Nobody's in the seat. They're not taken, friends. So this is. Uh... Sabak. 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 Got it. You played before? A couple times, yeah. Captain Lindo Carazzi. On solo. Looks like you're uh, having a good day. I'm a lucky guy. Can I ask you a question, Captain Calrissian? Anything, Han? It's Han, but that's okay. I heard a uh, story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. You find out some things about Lando in this movie that are that are too amazing, too amazing to be true. I can't I can't get into that right now without like without doing spoilers, but man, Lando is played by Donald Glover, who you might know as Childish Gambino, the the R&B star Childish Gambino, the the dude behind the the TV show Atlanta. Atlanta's great. Um, he he does he does an imitation of Billy D. Williams playing Lando Calrissian in this movie. That is that is really great. You just you just heard him in that in that little bit we had right there, and it is it's a really nice take on the character. He is one of he's one of the shining lights of the movie. I've always. I've always been into Lando too, as as I've said before. I I went through a big um big black exploitation tip. I was I was really into that, and the way that Billy D plays the plays the character of Lando Calrissian really has it really has like that black exploitation vibe, that cool that cool seventies Shaft Playboy kind of guy vibe, and that is something that that they have still in the character. Donald Glover does he does a fantastic. A fantastic turn as Lando. One of one of the highlights of the movie. There is talk that there could even be a spin-off someday, a Lando spin-off. And that would that would be another one that I would be there opening opening weekend to see. He he has a droid. He has a droid named L337 who has she has a very strong personality. She's played by a Phoebe Waller Briggs, and she is she is a robot rights representative, much like, much like Iceberg 13 used to be, much like A.B. Silver. She, she stands up for robo rights in the Star Wars universe in a way that, in a way you have not seen any other, any other droid before. There is, there's a lot of chemistry between Lando and, and L3. I'll, I'll try to leave it at that. There are, there are some romantic teases. There I said it, it's, it's something, it's something well worth, well worth going out there to, uh, to a check out. I uh, liked her as a lot. She was one of my, one of my favorite droids that there has been so far. I don't really like C-3PO very much. Everybody likes R2. BB-8 is great. I liked K2SO a lot in Rogue One. I, I gotta say L337 is up there. Her personality is really, uh, really over the top, but it really, it really works. Also, Woody Harrelson is in the movie. He plays he plays the dude who's getting getting this crime team together for the for the big mission. I think Woody Harrelson is one of the best actors of our time, but he in a way took me out of the movie a bit when when you see a Star Wars, a lot of the a lot of the main characters are played by people that you may you may not have seen before like a Daisy Ridley or a or John Boyega or even even to some people in Oscar Isaacs, these may be these may be people that you haven't seen before. But then, when you when you think of Woody Harrelson, everybody knows Woody Harrelson. He's a giant star in a way. In a way, he draws you out of out of what is 
the the Star Wars universe. Of course, you recognize Donald Glover, but he's not he's not Woody Harrelson. You recognize Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons. She she plays a, a tight buddy of Han Solo. You know, she's not she's not Woody Harrelson. They don't drag you out in the way that he did, and that that's not to say that he wasn't really great in the role. He is a good actor. He's always good, and he's good in this too. But a star of his stature pulled me out a little bit. What can what can I say? I, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it, but it was it was a factor. I prefer when they I prefer when they cast when they cast unknowns. The the movie also has a fantastic scene where you get to you're gonna get to see Han Solo make make the famed Kessel run. That's not a spoiler. It's it's in the trailers. You find out what that's all about. I guess I guess if you're into the books and stuff, you probably do already know a lot of this, but I, I've never read a Star Wars book. I've read a million and five Star Trek books, but I've never, I've never read a Star Wars book. I did try to read a Lando, a Lando book back in the day, but I don't know what it is. I just, I couldn't get into it. They're, they're a bit, they're a bit dense for my taste, I guess is, is what I'm saying. The Star Trek books are kind of light. The Star Wars ones are, are a bit a bit denser. We, um, this is, this is off the plot, but we got, um, we got tickets for this movie in advance. It's something that I, something that I don't do all the time, but I am doing more and more often just, just because it's the way of the world. You know, you gotta, you gotta try to move forward. So we got, we got the seats in advance at the theater in the next town over with the nice, the nice reclining seats. If I'm going to see a Star Wars movie, I want, I want to get the best experience that I can out of it. And as much as I like the traditional stadium seating for certain things, these are these are pretty plush seats, so we booked our seats ahead of time. I I bought the solo the solo popcorn bucket. It was a giant bucket. It was like nine bucks, and you got a free refill. So we got a couple boxes. You know, we got like the the boxes they put the combos in. We we each had our own little popcorn, and we got the solo drink cup. So I went in. I went in whole hog on this. I wanted to have I wanted to have a good time. I bought the seats. I bought the bucket. I bought the drink. I was. I was in it to win it, and I will say that I I had a good experience overall. This was not this was not the best Star Wars movie that there's ever been, but it was not it was not even close to being the worst. It may have it may have been the worst of the new of the new movies. I thought The Force Awakens is an amazing movie. I thought that The Last Jedi was a I see why it's divisive, but I think that there was a lot there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot that you can get from this movie. So I did like that a lot. I loved, I loved Rogue One. I loved Jyn Erso. I loved all that Cassie and Andor. I loved it. Stardust. I loved it. But this movie, while solo, while, while being really good, while being a completely enjoyable movie, was was not up there with those. I would have to say it is, it's the fourth in the, in the ratings, in my opinion. That's just how I feel when... When I talked to 2.0 about it, she didn't have any reservations. She enjoyed this movie a lot, but she only has she only has like a passing experience with Han Solo. She's seen she's seen the original trilogy, but they're not something she's seen a billion billion times. So they're not they're not in her in her heart. She doesn't have that feeling for Han Solo that that we have. She's honestly most familiar with the with the newest films. I would say that like Ray and Finn are her dudes. And I'm cool with that. I am cool with that. I have no, I have no problem with that. They're great. As long as she's not, she's not feeling the prequels, you know, then, then we might have some beef, but because she didn't have that, she didn't have that feeling for Han Solo. For her, this was like a really fun, enjoyable crime movie. She thought it was, she thought it was a romp. She had a good time. It was, it was all good with her. Look, if you like Star Wars, go see it. If you want to go and learn more about Han Solo, you want to see how he met Chewbacca, you want to see them flying together in the Millennium Falcon for the first time, then by all means go see this. There is nothing wrong with this. It's great. If they make a sequel, I will definitely go. I will definitely go and see that as well. So, with all that said, with all that said, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I give Solo, the Star Wars story, a nice solid... 3.5 mic. 3.5 mic. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you 
vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. It's game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, we are back for we're back for the final segment of the show. We're gonna talk about um, gonna talk about a bit of stuff. This is this is usually where I talk about what I saw at the toy store, or maybe what I what I got at the toy store, maybe what I'm watching on TV. If you if you recall back to the the earlier part of the show, I said I went on a um a bit of a a Toys R Us Toys for Tots shopping spree where I picked up a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna give out. Excuse me, my my throat. My throat's a bit parched. It's it's allergy season in full effect. Um, but I got these. I got these two big bags full of big bags full of stuff, and I thought I would go through them and give them a once over and just kind of kind of talk about it. If you are considering doing toys for tots, this is this is a good opportunity for you to get some stuff that you can give away to to some kids who might not get the best options as far as Christmas gifts go at a, you can get yourself some cool stuff at a, at a lower price. It's, um, the best thing I can think to do to make some, make some lemonade out of these lemons of the Toys R Us situation. Let's, let's dip into this bag and what is the first thing I pull out? This is, this is something that my wife actually got for herself. It's the, um, Diana Prince with Hidden Sword Wonder Woman doll. She got it for she got it for $9.98 plus a 40% off. It was like $4. It's it's a darn shame. This is a Barbie-sized Wonder Woman doll in a blue dress with the sword that goes down her back. Let me set that aside. She's going to want that. She has the other one with the with the sword and shield. Um, She's getting a bit of a toy habit herself. Let's see what else we got. Oh, we got another Diana Prince. That one is for... That one's for the youth. Let's see. She got a lot of cool stuff here. Let me, um... Do you hear me ruffling through the bag? I'm ruffling. Uh, trying to pull this out. What is this? Oh. This is fun. This is a Play-Doh Fun Factory. This is the one you know. It comes with, like, six... Six cans of dough and the press with the... With the thing that can make, like, the spaghettis come out or the... The long cylinders of Play-Doh. This is cool, man. Some kid, some kid is going to get this and they're going to be all jazzed. It has some molds and little plastic scissors and little plastic knife. This is fun. I have, I've actually been playing with Play-Doh a bit. I don't know if I, if I mentioned this. I got myself a four pack over at the uh, TRU a few, a few weeks back. I, I saw it and it just, it felt so nostalgic, the, the container. So I, I picked it up and I brought it home and it's just been sitting there. For a while, but I decided to bust into it the other day, and that that smell, that Play-Doh smell, hit me in the face, and it was such a nostalgic, such a nostalgic overload that um, it was well worth like the ninety-nine cents. I think a can of Play-Doh is ninety-nine cents at the at the store, so I got four cans, and then I recently bought myself a uh, I got a Dollar Tree version of the um the press, the spaghetti press. I haven't played with that yet, but it's it's fun to kind of mess around with it in your in your hands. I I made like a weird snail creature with horns that that I like. And what's kind of fun about Play-Doh is you make something and then you just you got to destroy it. There's there's no permanence to Play-Doh art. It's very very fleeting, but it's fun. It's well worth the 99 cents if you see one over at the store, just grab one and mess around with it for a few minutes. Then give it to a kid or whatever. I do kind of I want to get the old molds that they had. I remember I had a Return of the Jedi Play-Doh mold back in the back in the day where I could make like a Job of the Hut, a 3D Job of the Hut. I'd like to get I'd like to get that again. Let's see what else. Let's see what else is in the uh, the good old bag of tricks. Oh, this is cool. This is the Star Wars Forces of Destiny Princess Leia Organa and R2D2. This is the 
This is the doll-sized version of the Star Wars characters. I have a few of these. I have Jin Erso, I have Rey, and I also have Sabine from Star Wars Rebels. I like these. This is a... This is the Hoth version of Princess Leia. She comes with an R2 and a blaster. This is a nice... A nice doll. I'm gonna go up there again. I might get one of these for myself. I really like this. Some kid... Some kid is going to be happy with this. So far, I've got two nice dolls and a Play-Doh set. Let's, um, let me see what this is. Oh, this is fun. This is a Playmobil City Action Play Police Station Play Box. It's... Playmobil is such an amazing toy line. This is... This is a small police box where there's a policeman and there's a criminal. And the criminal goes and he gets... He gets his mugshot taken and he gets... He gets all processed. This is so great. There is, there's a computer in it. There is a nice chair, some keys and flashlights. Playmobiles have the best accessories in all of, in all of modern toydom. Mainstream modern toydom. If you, if you ask me, this is a cool set. The criminal is wearing like, um, like a leopard print. No, it's more of a tiger print shirt and he has stubble. His face looks all mean. He has a Beatles haircut. Total punk rock dude. He has studs in his pants. The criminal, the criminal is, uh, he's in a band part-time when he's not, when he's not out there swiping things in the name, in the name of anarchy. It also folds up so you can carry it with you. Some kid is gonna like this, I, I think. That was, um, another good pick by the, um, by the good old wife. That is the end of bag number one. Let's, um... Let's get a hold of sack number two. Before we, before we grab a hold of that sack, this episode of the Toys R Us report is brought to you by Classic Wrestling Matches and Mags. It's my, it's my favorite spot on Facebook to check out, to check out these cool old wrestling magazine picks that I used to, that I used to see back in the day when I was at Safeway. Grocery shopping with my mom, or maybe, maybe it was Rayleigh's, I can't, I can't remember, I might have... Might have been Rainbow Foods over by over by Kmart, the Kmart that's that's no longer with us. Check out these these wrestling magazines and all of the nostalgia for that area era. Rather, is brought back over classic wrestling matches and mags on Facebook. Hop hop on over there, check it out, give them a like, be be up all in the mix when it comes to comes to cool classic wrestling picks. Uh, so anyway, let's. Let's move forward into, let's move forward into sack number two. I'm leaned far away from the mic because I'm digging into here. I'm going to pull a couple out this time. This is a fashionista Barbie. My, my doll got her. This one is, she seems to be of Asian descent and she has a girl's rule t-shirt. That's, that's pretty cool. This seems to be, this seems to be Barbie's more diverse line. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the dolls in the back here, and one is a girl with bald hair. There's a guy with a man bun. There is a one that might be a little bit heavier. There's a girl here with awesome uh, afro puffs, like the Lady of Rage. Here's another one with a big, giant fro like Zazzy Beats. That is just fantastic. This is a cool line. I dig this. She got one of those, and then she got a... She got the Star Wars Forces of Destiny. That's that, that's that doll earlier, the Princess Leia doll. This is Rey of Jakku. And BB-8. I like that. I I actually own that. I actually own that myself. Let's see. Oh, hold on. I'm away. I'm away again. Let me pull a couple. couple more things out of this. This joyous sack. We got the... Oh, I didn't even... I didn't know she bought this. I was showing her this. This is an Imaginext Batgirl helicopter. The Batgirl is the Batgirl of Burnside. I, I don't think that I... I have a small display of Batgirl figures on the, up here on the moon base, and I don't think that, I don't think I have this one. This is pretty cool. The, the Batcopter's neat. It's purple. I like how Batgirl wears purple instead of black or blue like Batman. Has, has a cool bat face in the front. Um, you, you could spin the rotors. It looks like it has some kind of a, kind of a trigger mechanism. This is cool. This is from the Legends of Batman line. I, I dig that. Here is... Here is a Beauty and the Beast. Disney's Beauty and the Beast Barbie. Is it a Barbie? No, it's a Disney Disney Princess doll. This is cool. This is Belle. I think it's Belle. Oh, it's Emma Watson. You can see her. You can see her on the front. She got this. That is 
That is definitely cool. I'm sure that some little gal will like that. What's this right here? Um, you know, I failed on this. I'm realizing that the wife is the one who got everything. I, I'm gonna have to go back and represent. So you may be hearing, you may be hearing this again in the future. This is another Barbie fashionista. This is the one with the, with the Lady of Rage Afro puff. I rock rough and stuff with my Afro puffs. Puffs are, that's a cool hairstyle. She also has like a nice, a nice yellow dress. Barbie, Barbie's cool, man. As somebody who appreciates action figures, you gotta dig, you gotta dig all these Barbie accessories. These seem to be, these are like the lower end Barbies. The, the wife was mentioning to me that these, these less expensive ones don't, they don't bend at the knee. I'm away from the mic. The bag is falling over. Let me grab something else. This is... This is a Disney Princess Royal Shimmer. I'm not, I'm not sure what this one is from. Um, it's, she has long, long red hair. Very nice looking doll, but I'm not familiar with the line. It looks, looks a little on the cheapy side. Let's see, is this, this is, hold on. This is the second to final thing. This is another Disney fashionista. This is, this is an African American chap in a striped shirt with, with yellow, we can pair that up with with the one that we just got, and that'll be cool. And this is the final thing that I have in the box here. It is a Star Wars Forces of Destiny indoor adventure. It's the it's the indoor Princess Leia where where she's in the jungle fatigues, and it comes with comes with an Ewok. This has some neat accessories. Let's see, it has her. It has her helmet, it has all the Ewoks' weapons, it has a bow, an arrow, and a spear. She has some sandals and a a whole replacement outset, outfit, rather. This is, this is fun, but then you see, looking at this, that the, uh, the wife did all the work and that I, and that I stink. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to rectify that, don't worry. But, um, don't go out there thinking that the, uh, the IGC Robots family is 100% a hundred percent charitable. I did, I did grab a couple things for myself. I got a, um, a Star Wars Hot Wheel. This was very, very cheap. It's a, um, uh, Last Jedi, Last Jedi at-at. It's pretty neat. Like a little desk toy. And then I got myself another thing. I got, um, I got a Star Wars three and three quarter inch array of Jakku. This is, this is the ray when she first appears on the island with with Luke Skywalker on Luke Skywalker Island, where she has the, she has like a gray cloak, and she still has the, she still has the three buns in her hair. I like the, I like the Ray of Jakku look the best, if you ask me of all my favorite Ray looks. I think that I like her best at the beginning of Forced Awakens, where she's in like, in the desert fatigues. I like that goggle hat combo that she wears. I think that, I think that looks cool. She looks, she looks hungry, man. She looks so thin compared to, compared to her normal Jedi look. My least favorite is the, is the last Jedi with the, um, with the Qui-Gon hair. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think it's the best, the best look for good old Ray. This is my, let's see, one, two, three, four. I have like six different Ray figures. I, I was reminded of this by 2.0 the other day. She's like, man, you are so into Star Wars. I remember, I remember being a kid and you said, this is, this is a Star Trek house. We like Star Trek. And I think by and large, we are a Star Trek house. But, um, I, I was thinking about this and the wife, the wife said it as soon as, as soon as she brought up the fact that this used to be a Star Trek only house, my wife goes, it was Ray. You fell in love with Ray. You saw that movie. You fell in love with Ray. Now you love Star Wars again. And I said, you know what? That's true, dude. That's what happened. I saw the movie and Rey was just, she was like this shining force of good in the Star Wars universe. And she was so self-reliant and tough and she had these giant teeth. And I don't know, man. She brought me back into Star Wars. And then following up that movie with Rogue One, which I thought was just dynamite. That may be my favorite of all the Star Wars movies. Following that up with Rogue One, really pulled me back in hard. That's where, that's where I started buying toys again. I started doing all that stuff again, and I'm, I'm happy, because I used to love it 
Love it back when I was a kid, the Star Wars, the first Star Wars, Empire and Return. I loved them. But then, then once the prequels came out, I, I just, I fell out. I wasn't in the mood for that kind of movie. At that point, I was, I was very much indie only. I only wanted, I only wanted indie movies. That was all, all I would see in these, these 100% CGI George Lucas things were just the farthest from what I could imagine spending my time watching, I was just all like, indie film, indie film only. I was only going to Cottingtown Cinema. I was only going to Lakeside. I wasn't, I wasn't checking this Star Wars jive. But I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad because it's a better world. You know, it's a better world when you got some Star Wars in it. It's a better world when you got some Star Wars. Star Wars you can enjoy. And I, I have been thinking about The Last Jedi again. And I... I think that I will soon be going back in, back into the world of real wisdom and talking about, talking about that again. I, I got some, I got some thoughts on some things that Kylo Ren said, and I also got some thoughts on some, some other things. So I don't know, we may, we may be visiting that twice. What else, what else is, what else is popping off? It's so, it's starting to, starting to warm up down there on Earth, which is, which is fine. I'm not a hot weather guy, but I, I do my best to survive. What do you expect? What do you expect when you move to California? We are we are at the we're at the end of the CW season. I am a big CW fan. I between me and the wife, we watch what would be like a CW show every Every day of the week, it seems like she watches Jane the Virgin on Monday and then flashes on Tuesday and then, and then the, and then the superhero week continues on with Legends and Arrow and you name it, man, Riverdale. They got, they got all the bases covered and we do, we do watch one of the seemingly, seemingly every day. It's kind of our, like our appetizer show. We'll watch this and then we'll watch something of a higher quality and then, then that's the day. For example, we would watch like, we would watch The Flash and then we would lead that into an episode of say, let's say Better Call Saul or an episode of let's say, let's say Westworld. Like something, something a bit headier, a bit of a, a bit of higher quality, but still, we love that CW vibe. I have so far seen, seen the finales of seen the finales of Riverdale. I have seen the finales of The Flash. I have seen the finales of Black Lightning. I have seen the finale of Legends of Tomorrow. I have not yet seen Supergirl. I am I'm two episodes behind on that. We'll we'll punch those out in a day or so. I am I'm way behind on Arrow. I really I really fell off of Arrow. I've always been a big fan of a big fan of Oliver Queen. I like I like the Emerald Archer, but I don't so much like this version of him. I I think Steve Amell is a cool actor, and he's a nice guy. And I I don't hate the show by any means. It has Wild Dog on it. I like it, but it always it always brings me down. There's so much there's so much murder, and there's so much just so much bad things happening to happening to Oliver Queen and Steve Amell. Seems like a nice, cool guy, and Oliver Queen seems like a mellow fellow who, who you would like, and it's just bad things happen to him every, every season. Then he goes out and he kills people with arrows, and it brings me down. We have, uh, I think, eleven or twelve episodes on the on the DVR, and we will get to him at some point. Just probably no time soon. I think that we may, I think we may punch this out over the summer when there's no. When there's no new shows, but there's also an outside chance I might go, you know, let's just delete it. We got, we got too much stuff on here. We might not, we might not watch it at all. I hear next season though, Ollie's going to get a, he's going to get a goatee and that the next season may be the final season. So I think that maybe I could get through it for two more. Maybe, maybe for like a, a hopeful, a hopeful redemption in the end. It's in the, it's in the, you can see it. It's coming. And then there was, then there was Black Lightning. I'm doing these, maybe, let's just do them in alphabetical order. That was Arrow, so then we got Black Lightning. I, I like Black Lightning a lot. That was a new one. I've always been, 
I've always been a fan of the character. The season was short. It was only, I think, 12 or 13 episodes. I I feel like at one point, the the quality did go down. It started very high. The, the pilot and the first couple episodes were fantastic. At one point, it does kind of... It does kind of dip down, but then toward the end, it pulls back up to back to the higher quality that it that it started with. the The dude who plays Black Lightning is very good. He's very convincing in the role. I definitely believe him as Black Lightning. I like his daughter. I I don't so much like the younger daughter, but I do I do like the older daughter. I I like James Remar as Gamby. It makes me think of makes me think of Neil Gamby from Vice Principals on HBO, but that's not a bad thing. That was that was a pretty good season. I definitely will stick with it into into season two. I like I like the guy who plays Tobias Whale. He's a real interesting looking dude. At one point, I was looking at his face and I wasn't sure if it was like his face or like a giant mask of his face. This this dude is so interesting looking. Check it out. Just. Just for that alone. So what would be, what would be next? I believe it would be The Flash. The Flash season just ended, just ended for us the other day. This one was about him, him battling Clifford DeBoe, the thinker. We did an episode of Who's Who in the DC Comics Universe a while back about, about him. That was at the start of the season. Go back and check that out if you, if you haven't, because they, they went with him, the, the whole entire entire season he had he had this evil plan that he was going to he was going to try to do some bad stuff to the in, the entire planet and Barry Barry and the crew had to uh had to battle him i i always liked the flash the flash is real even though bad things happen to Barry and bad things happen the show the show still kind of has like an upbeat upbeat comic book vibe that i that i do enjoy for a while Barry gets beat down but he always comes back at the end with with Oliver, it's like Oliver just gets beat down season after season after season. He's a baby face. He's a baby face who never gets a comeback. And I, that's one of the things I like about The Flash. It has like this real upbeat, upbeat vibe. This was a good season. I will definitely, definitely be sticking with it in the future. I feel like I'm, I'm Flash for life at this point. And that's, that's interesting because The Flash isn't a character I would have ever given, I would ever have given two flips about in the past. I just, Never thought anything, anything about him. The next one up is what? Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. That show's always fun. I, I like the crew. I like Katie Lotz. I like Brandon Routh. I, I like the dude who's Mick. I like, I like all of them. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Isis. Isis is in it. I don't know what her character is named on the show, but she's based on the, uh, 70s DC character, Isis the Invincible. And... I, she grew on me as the season progressed, but at first, at first I wasn't feeling it. I am, I am now. I, I'm not so sure how I feel about the, there's been like this shift in the show. It used to be they would, they would travel around through different eras and meet different, different DC characters. And I really, I really, really liked that. This time around, it has kind of more of like a quantum leap sliders kind of vibe where they're going around and they're traveling through times and through different things and they're, they're trying to set things right that once went wrong. Like like Sam Beckett. They're trying to they're trying to fix anomalies. I think they call them anomalies. I I still like the show. This show is is real upbeat. And I apologize for using that because I watch a lot of dark stuff and I enjoy a lot of a lot of dark stuff. But when I want these comic book shows, I want I want a bit of upbeat fun, you know, I want to have a good time. And this show is definitely the upbeat, fun, have a good time show of the of the Berlanti verse. It's cool. I think that I will definitely be sticking with that through the through the next season. I just I enjoy the cast too much. They're all they're all really uh they've grown on me. They're in they're inside me. Uh, me corazón. Um the the next show is what Riverdale. I I like Riverdale. I am a big big fan of Archie, and I love the I love the Archie universe. And this is. This is not the mainstream Archieverse. This is some kind of an alternative Archie universe where where Archie's working with a crime boss and Jughead's in in a biker gang, and that Betty Cooper has she has some kind of a weird relationship with a with a serial killer, and where Red Circle superhero character the Black Hood is a is a serial killer. This is 
this is a very dark version of of Archie, but I like it. the The first season was I thought the first season was terrific, and this season started off terrific, and then and then it kind of fell off. But toward the end, it ramps up so hard that it's um it's a ton of fun. the The episode right before the finale is definitely the best episode of the entire the entire series. It was it was so great. The show. The first season of the show was, it was like a bit, uh, Twin Peaksy. It was a bit weird. This season is similar to that, but it's also, it's also like, it's almost farcical. The, the characters, the characters are so wild and they're so, they're just so out there that you have to accept that just about, just about anything is possible. And once you do that, it's, it's a lot of fun. We... We watch this as a as a family group. I I don't know why I invited the invited 2.0 into it, but she's in it to win it at this point. She she's Riverdale for life. She likes uh, she likes Jughead. She's she's a big fan of the um, Southside Serpent. We we have a lot of fun. This is one we all sit down together. We'll uh, eat popcorn, watch it. I I had a good time. Once it starts to ramp up at the end, it was it was a hoot and a half. I love the cast of this show. Betty Cooper. Who is uh played by Lily Reinhardt? She's she's my favorite. Betty, Betty is my favorite Archie Archie character overall. She's so virtuous. I I go for Betty Super Sleuth Betty Cooper. The the dude who plays Archie is far and away the least interesting person on the show. Uh, Cole Sprouse, I think is his name, makes um makes a real interesting take on Jughead. He this kid's got some charisma, man. I think he's. I think he could go somewhere. What's her name? Camila Mendez is Veronica. She wasn't my favorite at first, but she she grew on me. I like what's her name? Madeline Pitch. Madeline Pitch. I forget who is who is Cheryl Blossom. She's so great. By the end of the series, you're rooting for her super hard. Tony Topaz is dope. I like I like the serpents. I like Sweet Pea. I I like Tall Boy even to a to a degree. It's just a fun show. Kevin Keller, Moose, all. All of the folks that you, all the folks that you know and love from the Archie universe are here in this, in this twisted show. It's a lot of fun. I, I recommend that. It's on Netflix. You can, you can check that out. You can check out all of these on the, the CW app. There were a couple that we missed, that we missed on the, uh, on the cable. I didn't have a season pass for Black Lightning. And I, I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it at first, like as if, as if I wasn't. So I, I didn't get a season pass. I just taped the first the first few, and then we fell behind, but we were able to catch up on the, on the app. The app had fewer commercials than the, than the cable, so I don't know what that says about their finances, but it's, it makes for, makes for better watching. We, we got, um, this topic was, uh, thrown at us by our, our man Gabe. Gabe over on the Facebook page suggested this, and I'm, I'm glad I did a, did a CW overview. If you, if you want to contact us, that's the maybe easiest way to do it over on the Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash robots I-S-E-E robots. There, that's where I post like the most stuff. So if you like, if you like what's going on here, you want to hop on over there. We, we did not get any, any new iTunes reviews and those are, those are super helpful. So if you want to give us one of those, we'll read it on the air. We'll read it right here. It'll be great. You'll be like... The most famous dude with the other nerds, the other nerds that you know, it's sure to, sure to up your potential. So look for Icy Robots Radio on iTunes. Throw us a review. I'll, I'll read it. We also got, we got a Patreon that is at supportthereport.com. So if you want to help out, you want to, uh, you want to toss a buck into our guitar case. One of those big cases, you can check in a buck or two over over at Patreon, that's always nice. You can check out, you can check out some of our friends. We got Doug McCoy, McCoy Cast. He's got a ton, ton of super fun shows. Crazy, creepy, cool movies is one of my favorite. He sent us a nice shout out the other week, and I wanna, I wanna toss that love back over, over his way. He's a fellow Northern California homie, so we got that going on. You can, you can check us out on icrobots.com. I've been. I'm trying to get at least one nice post up a week. Usually on Monday, I did one about one about some Star Wars merchandise out of a Famous Monsters magazine. I took a picture of a Skeletor and I posted that up there. I got a Star Trek Next Generation floppy disc holder. This 
This is all more fun than it sounds. I'm not really doing it doing it justice. That's at icrobots.com. I try to get something up there at least four of the five days a week. So hop on over, take a peek at that. It's worth it's worth at least at least a minor peek. Big up to Ferg from the Atari twenty six hundred game by game podcast. That's another another one of my favorite. He always always shares and likes our episodes and that that means a lot to me because he's like a superstar in my mind. He's uh he's uh he's a pod father. I know he doesn't like hearing that, but the truth is the truth is it is what it is. So I'm uh I'm gonna get out of here next week. We got an episode that is sure to be sure to be super fun and sure to be controversial. I am going to take a look at the top five arcade games of all the times. This is this is my top five. I am not I'm not somebody of the the knowledge base of a, let's say, Vic Sage who would who would know what are the actual best. This is just this is what I think is the best, and you can nitpick this all you want. It is what it is. It's an absolute truth of uh, a truth of fact and a fact and reality. So get ready for that top five arcade games of all of all the time. So until we get there, this is me, Icy Robots, and signing off for Engineer Emily. We got a uh, Johnny Five icebergs around here somewhere sent in a song. So until then, if you don't know, Nino. E-L-E. That's right. E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Deha. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. KBHK TV 44, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, Bay Area Cable 12.